Hello everybody, welcome to the second UTAB Music Talk podcast. My name is Orbarnea and you can call me Barney. I'm the head of content here at uh, UTAB Media. And to me, with me actually, is uh, to my... Money Hun. Money Hun. Well, last, last, time, time, last was... time I said Moonihan. But if But you want, every time we can change it, we can do it uh, Money Hey and Money How. Money Honey. I like, honey. I like Money Honey. But it's Money Hun for money anybody honey. who's interested. To my Money Hun is uh, the QA manager. And I'm a, married, by the way. And a, and a developer <laughs> here at UTAB. And we are uh, very uh, delighted to be here once more with the second uh, UTAB podcast where we just dig into our brains and talk about music and the stuff we like. And our first podcast was uh, relatively around Christmas. And we talked a lot about Christmas music and stuff that you want to get this year for your family or for yourself and this year we're gonna this time i'm sorry we're gonna recap a little bit about uh, 2015 and see what's coming up in 2016 about the stuff uh, we like but before that this is what we do here at uh, utab music hq so tomai is going to tell you a little bit about it so utab as uh, if you didn't listen to the previous episode uh, UTAB, <laughs> or did, did not read the description <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> utab is the new home for music lovers it's a place for any musician if it's a singer or a guitarist or keyboardist to learn new songs to use our uh, algorithm uh, which will create a uh, synced uh, chords and lyrics to any song via YouTube video or SoundCloud. Uh, we also create uh, original content in our UTAB magazine, mm -hmm. as well as many other features uh, that will come in the future or very soon because it's 2016 is coming. So yeah. maybe we'll talk also about uh, the future of the company just a bit, give a little teases mm -hmm. uh, of uh, stuff that uh, is planned. And uh, obviously uh, we'd love to hear in our community uh, either on our Facebook page or in our website uh, about ideas that you have. We get them all the time. Talk to us. Yes, and uh, that's it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, we're everywhere. Yep. Just uh, look for UTAB Music and we're there. Yep. All right. So let's start this. Uh, we talked a lot about Christmas last time. And today... We're going to recap a little bit about 2015 and uh, let's talk about the new music coming up in 2016. But I must say, I think for me personally, I'm talking only personally, 2015 was a little bit of a disappointment for me regarding new music releases because mm. um, I don't know, maybe I'm just more of a rock guy. And for us rock guys, it's been about 20 something years of disappointment, <laughs> you know, because it's very hard to find something that is uh, very fresh and yet major because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a typical rock guy. I like major stuff. I like, uh, I like the cliches. I like the ballads. I like it all, but it's been a while now since like a real about... good rock band came Yeah, but what about Foo Fighters? Mind. Foo Fighters. Yeah, came Foo out? Fighters is like the only rock band in the but, world right now. But did it? But did it come out this year? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was the last of uh, the end of last year. Oh, mm, <clears throat> so that doesn't count if you think about it. Yeah, but they did an EP like a month ago. Really? Yeah, uh, which was a surprise to all the fans, and then Mr. Dave Grohl dedicated it to uh, the uh, the 
victims in the Paris attacks that mm. were a few months ago and did all his stuff he can do for promoting it and doing it for a good cause. But um, because he put it out for free, for a free download. But Foo Fighters are always good. Look, they're a Ooh. great band. You can hear the thunder outside. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's thunder, raining, it's by raining, the way. Yeah. So <laughs> this is kind if of, anybody hears that big <laughs> noise, it's not our stomachs or anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of romantic, actually. <laughs> um, so Foo Fighters are always a great band. And uh, the show on HBO, Sonic Highways, was also very good. But um, it's not new, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not like yeah. something that, came up from nowhere and blew your mind. So I'm still kind of waiting for this. Yeah. Um, well, 2015, it won't happen, but... No. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, for me, it was a, it was a big year of discovery. Uh, of old stuff? I don't know if it's more old stuff. I noticed uh, while looking at this, after finding out that this is what we're going to do for the podcast, I looked a bit and I noticed that a lot of stuff that I really like this year came out in 2013, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it was <laughs> that year that all these interesting things came out. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I had a couple of stuff that I was I was surprised to find out that uh, came out this year that I really liked. Uh, like what? Well, first, Thundercat. Thundercat. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. He's amazing. a great guy. Yeah. And uh, he's LA an based musician. Uh, which worked with Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre. Yeah, as well as, uh, what's his name? The crazy, uh, there's a guy that does crazy. Flying like, Lotus? Yeah, Flying Lotus. Yeah. This hip hop weird stuff. Yeah. So they're both really good friends. They're very uh, connected. He The, the bass lines that Thundercat does is just great. And his high pitched voice, everything's very calm, but groovy at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I could not stop listening to the album. It's uh, The Beyond or Where the Giants Roam. Yeah, he, the album. he's bringing more of that electro sound into that um, lot of a funk feel into it. Yeah. Um, and, but, but also, also like, kind of weird. Also and ambient-y. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was very unique. I was, it was something I have never heard. And uh, also with you know his clip for one of his songs... It was about him being a samurai. I mean, he also dresses yeah, up yeah, to these yeah, concerts. Yeah. He's a crazy guy. <laughs> I really, I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I hope uh, he gets a bit more recognition uh, because he really deserves it. And you can learn a lot from his music. I mean, the, the things he does on, on bass, it's a lot of chords. I mean, there barely isn't any guitar in the albums. Mm -hmm. It's mostly a bass doing all of the, yeah. uh, all of the lines. And that, that is just, it's, it's unique for people that, you know, for bassists that aren't virtuoso ones, that, that that's all they do. And they just go, blah, 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 blah. he's really making it into almost a uh, electric guitar or vibe, but just in a very unique way. Uh, other things that I really liked, I mean, I wrote them down, was uh, the Kurt Vile. I know that oh, Or yeah. isn't really into Kurt Vile. Well, that's a little depressing, isn't it? Yeah, he's such a cute guy. He's, <laughs> I mean... It, every time I see him, he's just the funniest guy. He's so shy. And then you see, and then you listen to his music and uh, it's like uplifting and then also really sad. Like yeah, what he's talking sad, about, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's all about that uh, feeling of uh, a lack of confidence that he's constantly talking about. But he does it with such uh, a beat mm -hmm. nowadays. I mean, it used to be his old albums were very slow and... Uh, 
They didn't, they, they were more euphoric kind of feeling, but now he's really getting into this rhythm. I can also see that a lot of people are liking that, that he's kind of moving things into a more upbeat kind of thing. But I mean, I saw a, uh, a concert on YouTube of him uh, playing in KXP. And yeah. it was the funniest thing. because I love those sessions. Oh man. On First thing, yeah. yeah. I love them. They're really great. Yeah. But in that, in that specific one, you know, at the beginning he was very shy and he was doing it very quietly. And then suddenly in the middle of the song, he really got into it and he started moving around. Now he's this kind of a uh, very, you could call him dirty kind of guy. He <laughs> has this long hair and kind of a weird look in his face. And uh, most of the time you don't see his, his face. And because it's a radio, he has headphones on. So he really gets into it and you can see that the headphones are starting to get loose. Mm-hmm. and that they're starting to move and move around. And then he goes into the solo and he's playing the solo and every couple of seconds, the headphones are falling off of him. And suddenly in the middle of the solo, the headphones just fall on the guitar and they just l- like dangle on the guitar. On the neck. A- on the neck. Yeah. And he's just trying to play while that thing is there. <laughs> and then after that, you know, the interview that they give him, he's so embarrassed. It doesn't know what to say. It doesn't know if it's funny and if he should talk about yeah. it. It's just fun to see a, a character like that uh, compared to uh, to other uh, musicians mm-hmm. nowadays. You know that I don't know. He reminds me a bit of Nick Drake, kind of. Uh, yeah, well, Nick Drake was very sad, yeah, and depressive, but he wrote some beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, another one uh, is uh, Other Lives. Uh, they uh, well, first Kurt Vile, by the way, the album is uh, Believe I'm Going Down. Uh, it's a great album. Really recommend to start from there, maybe, and then go into his other stuff. Mm-hmm. He has the weirdest voice, also. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. high pitched. But it's fun. Uh, the other one is uh, Other Lives, uh, an album called Rituals, which is just more of them. Uh, they uh, toured with Radiohead uh, for some time, and that's really where they got their push. Uh, into uh, the mainstream. Also, a bunch of dirty guys uh, resembling uh, Kurt Vile in their look. Um, but yeah, they they have a very interesting uh, aspect where they have uh, they're doing this kind of uh, alternative rock weird stuff, and uh, but they have a really great violin player there, and uh, yeah, it's it's not anything special. It's just fun to listen to mm-hmm. uh, more than anything. Uh, other than that, you know, the bands that everybody knows uh, have actually been doing rather. Interesting stuff. I mean, if we talk about Justin Bieber that just released his album, <laughs> I'm really, is, it, is it interesting? I'm actually quite impressed. Well, he grew grew up uh, eventually. Yeah, he's now like a big muscular guy. Yeah, with uh, bleach blonde hair. He kind of looks like Miley Cyrus, but he, he's uh, yeah, totally. he's uh, um, he's like a big guy, all tattooed. Yeah, and uh, like, but still, uh, what I it's funny you say Justin Bieber because I looked at his uh, video like the other day, and uh, it's funny because he's all big now and with that tattoos, and if you look at his face, it still has that baby face. Yeah, <laughs> they still have that thirteen yep. year old YouTube. A phenomenon, a baby kind of looking. Guy. Yeah, but <laughs> if, if you think good. about it, he's uh, he has that thing where Michael Jackson had. Michael Jackson always had that like something's weird about his face. Yeah, and even before well, the whole <laughs> really, Jackson. really, really weird <laughs> well, face. Michael Jackson is a complete different story. Yeah, but but still, I mean, even when he was you know a black guy doing funky music, yeah. when he was older, he still had that baby face from the Jackson that's Five. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and then it just got weirder and weirder. And yeah. I wonder if it'd be 
really funny if Justin Bieber suddenly became black, black. <laughs> At the, when he got older and he, instead of being molested, uh, molesting kids, oh he just uh, molest old people oh or something God. weird like that. Yeah. That'd be just hysterical. You know, maybe, he could, maybe he could be black and then actually make good music. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Justin Bieber's album is, uh, it's funny cause he's doing like eighties style sounds and Kind of giving well, it. Well, like everybody's a, a little bit doing that now. Like yeah, the electro yeah. kind of. A it's it's coming back to that. It's that, been a couple of years now that uh, that eighties kind of a feel because it works well in parties and yeah. uh, people are digging the synthesizers and all that beats. And I see why he wants to go there. Gwen Stefani too did the same this year, and um, I didn't even know Gwen yeah, Stefani. Yeah, Gwen, yeah she had anything. She, <laughs> she had a new couple of songs, and uh, yeah, I guess. It's inevitable, right? Going back to that 80s sound because this is because look, the music, if we look at it right now, it's kind of like we're living in the 80s. Only the pop is, I think, less good hmm. because at the 80s, it was all pop, electro, synth. Um, and rock, when it was rock, it didn't get um, the amount of exposure pop did. But when it did, it sounded exactly like pop because they use electronic drums and lots of synths and all those effects coming into the music. What, like Alphaville kind of style? Well, Alphaville, yeah. Well, Alphaville, Air Supply, uh, Toto, even even the, like, you no know, Sting, and yeah. even the major ones like Paul Simon and even Mr. Paul McCartney, who changed completely his sound during the 80s. Uh, because that was the thing to do. But yeah, and back to now. Back to if, now, right? If now, now uh, in this time, what would you expect to hear from rock? Like, what was the thing that you'd be like? <sighs> That's a tough question. I mean, it, 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 even if it wasn't a, a band you already knew, what would you expect a new band to be created in, in this year to sound like? Would you like it to be uh, a band that does something crazy like uh, makeup and crazy stuff like that, like mm -hmm. Kiss? Would that do it for you? Because no, you'd be like, no, they're, they're, they're just doing Kiss well, again. Well, it probably would be fun if someone was going to do it well, so it was going to be fun to look at and like Kiss, you know, or, or Motley Crue or whatever kind of band it is. But I just like melodies. Yeah, I just like good, solid melodies and nice lyrics. And that's it, like something that you can hold on to. Yeah. And this has been something that I've been missing for a while now because I, I don't know, I can't find it anywhere. I can't find it like good, solid melody. They'll send shivers down your spine and, and, and pass that test of time. Well, I know you've been listening to some country music as well. Yeah, did I've you find listening. any? Did you find that there? Well, yeah, in country. Way? Yeah, I okay. There's a, there's this guy called uh, Frankie Ballard. Okay, which is the kind of a new kid on the block in the country music scene in the United States, Nashville, obviously. And he's young. He's like I think 27, 28. Um, and he gr writes some great melodies um, with all the cliches of country music, uh, but he's very influenced by. Um, uh, not necessarily country music, but uh, people like ACDC's ZZ Top, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all hmm. those guys. And uh, you don't necessarily hear that in his music because his music is straight up pop country, but you can hear it a bit in his attitude. Interesting. Um, how he does those Yeah, things. and I guess you see the, the potential... Uh, 
inside of all of that yeah. also. I mean, yeah. But country music, yeah, it's a nice place to run away to Yeah, when you are kind of disappointed with rock <laughs> because a lot of contemporary car- country music are doing like rock melodies and they use this professional musicians from Nashville that are, I think, the most valuable musicians, session musicians in the world. These guys can play instruments like no one else because yeah. they're doing it for years and generations keep switching. Uh, so... Uh, they play beautiful guitars and beautiful bass and keys and drums and and yeah not everything's good obviously there's a lot of bad stuff out there but um you can kind of run away for it if you're looking for a solid melody um and that will that will bring something into your life lyrics are kind of ridiculous yeah. <laughs> so like most of the time not every time but also you You, it kind of makes you want to feel good. It makes you smile. It makes you want to party. Frankie Bellet has this song called Young and Crazy. And it was, it was packed with cliches. Like, how am I ever going to be old and wise if I ain't never young and crazy? <laughs> Which is great, you know? It's like, it's like a motto you take for your life. It doesn't mean anything, but it means everything too. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. Yeah, I like the country. While the country at the stuff. same time, you know, looking at songs here in Utah, we noticed... crazy country song names like All My Exes Live in Texas. All My Exes Live in Texas is an old song by uh, George Strait, yeah. Uh, And that is a great title for a song. Oh yeah, they have the best. (laughs) They have the best best titles. Titles, Frankie Beller too, Sunshine and Whiskey, that's the name of his album. Sunshine and Whiskey, I mean it's just... Sunshine and Whiskey, that's the name of his album. That is Uh, the best part about it. um, I... There's, there was a couple of songs that now I can't remember with great, great, great titles. Oh, there's a guy, I can't remember this guy's name, but we're going to look it up after it later and we write it in the description of this podcast. So uh, a man, a guy go walks into a bar. That's the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the song, which is great. You know, it just tells the country singers what they do is they tell the story, right? Yeah. Usually the artists, the singing, the performance one does not write the lyrics. They have other people doing it for them, uh, which is cool, which is, which is, which is perfectly fine. Um, but they just tell stories. I was sitting in a bar and then went home and drank some whiskey and it's a new day tomorrow and everyone's <laughs> going to be happy. Uh, so I like that. I like that real feeling because that's their lives. I like that real feeling of even when they are major and big and have lots of money, it's kind of like a rap thing. Like even like Jay-Z after he was a gazillionaire, still rapping about a hard knock life, yeah. which is perfectly clear that it, it is not for Jay-Z. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But he has to do it because this is the place he came from, right? Because he came from Brooklyn and all that. And in a way, all of his fans are expecting that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where they to, are. You have to cater to, you have to cater to that. So uh, I get it. And, I, and it's cool. And it's, I like the fact that, you know, when you're rich and wealthy, you don't necessarily have to sing about cars and girls and having lots of money, like, let's say, Motley Crue yeah. or whatever, or, people, or bands like that. You can also sing to the people, which some will say it's fake. You know, it's not real, but I don't care. It sounds good. Yeah, I think, I think the, if we're talking about rock bands that I'd like to... Rock bands to be cre- new rock bands to be created next year or like mm-hmm. that I expect that I really want them to be created is stuff like ACDC. I really like that AC- one chord pounding one song. Yeah, one song. One song for past 40 years. But with full confidence. <laughs> that's what I want. I want the full confidence because I feel like 
uh, all of the rock bands need that confidence. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, Eagles of death metal. That's their whole thing. Is that yeah. they're talking about their attitude, yeah. confidence, attitude, and it doesn't really matter. And that's 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 where I also kind of lose it in in rock when I listen to it. Is I'm like, well, the music is fine, and I understand the attitude, but where is that more? Where's that interesting? Yes interesting thing that they want to bring and uh, you know i don't know where it, it's kind of hard to move rock forward because everybody's expecting attitude and like a special riff and there's yeah. no uh there's it's, no moving forward well for i've that. always said it's all about the songwriting yeah. and some people are just might not be that kind of a songwriter i'm not saying they're not enough they don't have enough talent but everybody has talents but just all about the songwriting so you just have to wait for some kind of a great song <laughs> to yeah. come up and i'm sure it's going to come up i'm sure it's going to be here or there's going to be another rock revival probably i don't know when but there's going to be i had a but, feeling uh, when uh avenge sevenfold came out i was like ah oh, this is like rock that's new it's like a new band and they do yeah like, well they go into metal and and it's yeah. a little more metal than rock i'd say and i thought that maybe that that, that at that time which was like oh, a long time ago, yeah like 10 years ago yeah but uh i remember that i was like well maybe rock is coming back because like 90s it was yeah empty yeah there was nothing yeah and uh beginning of 2000s i also felt like that but Well, then you had Nickelback and all those post-grunge oh, bands man, that this. came came about, Creed and Nickelback and all those guys that uh, that did very well with their songs. But yeah, that disappeared too. Yeah. Well, I think uh, if if moving forward uh, the uh, this year, yeah. we, we say it's it's eighties. Uh, So you say it's 80s music? Well, it's been 80s for a while now. Like the whole reference to the songs that has been recorded are very influenced by 80s music. And after 80s, what will go after to the 80s? 80s? Do you think the 90s will come back? It's been a long, it's been a while enough. So the uh, 90s will come back. People start playing Nirvana riffs. Uh, like I'm, simple, I'm more thinking like, uh, of like Genie in the Bottle. I'm like, oh no. Oh, no. Like that was a good song. I it like it was song. Yeah. amazingly like produced. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, I don't know, man. I hope that I hope some change was gonna come because things are need, and we are in need of a change <laughs> here. And look, if we talk about this year, if we talk, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. Before the podcast, so um, there's a guy called Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, which is the top guy in music for 2015. If the top female is Adele, so Kendrick obviously is the top guy, right? And he's very talented rapper and lyricist Extremely. and he, and he has an attitude and he has everything but look this is also but when you come down to it it's also uh, dr dre yeah he's the one that discovered him and he did what he did with uh snoop dog with with nwa in the beginning then snoop dog then eminem then 50 cent now kendrick um and i'm not saying it's not good but It's all coming out out of the same uh, factory, <laughs> and and um and it's and it's and it's good that there's a man like Dr. Dre that can cater to younger audience all the time. But it's still what not I'm looking for. I'm picky. I know I'm an asshole. <laughs> but uh, do you feel but like yeah. we we're we're hitting a wall? 
No, no, yes. absolutely not. There's lots of talent out there and people are doing crazy music. And because we are online now and everything, so you can do whatever you want and people yeah. will probably like it or not, but they will, you know, they will notice it some way or another. So no, absolutely, we're not hitting a wall. But um, obviously, as time goes by, sex sells um, more and more into its bluntness. Yeah. Like Miley Cyrus is, is the biggest singer in the world, but 85% of it is like only promotion and Instagram photos. Yeah. So, um, so we're, we're kind of in a place right now that uh, you really have to be um, out there um, instead of just writing good songs. Yeah, that's um, true. Which was not like this uh, some years ago, but... I don't know. A good song is a good song. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, another band, if I'd say I'd like to be created, is the original Red Hot Chili Peppers vibe. Like the funk, oh, yeah. punk, kind of like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to jump on stage and do anything I want. Yeah. Uh, That's missing too, yeah. Yeah. And I mean... I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of uh, uh, now I feel kind of disappointed. <laughs> Although you know, I mean, I can, I can keep on going on on bands that I I discovered or or released stuff that were interesting. I think also uh, Hiatus Coyote, which is a uh, like progressive funk jazz, very very weird. Also, I'm really into alternative and weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they do. They are one of the best bands. Uh, uh, if you think about musicianship, mm -hmm. uh, they do crazy stuff and they're extremely talented. They record everything at home. They're an Australian band and uh, they already won a Grammys for their previous uh, album mm -hmm. uh, for best R&B. And uh, this one is also, uh, the new album is also up to, uh, is also a nominee. So uh, yeah, I mean, I hope they, they go somewhere. It's just also, listen to the second album and why didn't I start with this album is because the first one already happened and the excitement kind of kind of left me after that but so i'd more say listen to the first album which didn't come out this year uh so yeah i don't i don't know i really wonder what happened this year other than that uh what about the office is there anything that we listen to uh, like <laughs> as as a as a whole I really liked to? and i wrote about it in the magazine a couple of times i really liked um baby metal Oh, baby metal. Here uh, we go. Baby metal, if you are not uh, aware of this phenomenon, is a three-piece group uh, from Japan. Uh, it's a free teenage girl band, which are, are creating music that is called kawaii metal, which is uh, basically, if you want to translate it to uh, English, is heavy metal music with cute stuff. <laughs> they are all dressed in this kind of a Japanese uniform school kind of thing and they sing in a very high pitched voice as as they are teenage girls uh, like real fast yeah. and the metal that's going on in the background is pretty extreme it's like it's pretty it's pretty extreme it's not american it's not european it's Japanese and it's and and the musicians they gather together are very very talented so they combined the cute stuff uh, with the heavy metal and lots of synths and electronics there as well and 90% of the times I guess people will say you're oh, just a gimmick 
just a gimmick because it's it's a little crazy and it's fun to watch and uh and it's you know it's stimulates your eyes and your mind but they are really good and i think if i'm not mistaken this is the biggest breakthrough that came to um the western world from japan in the last couple of years um because they are playing they're they're playing festivals now they played leeds and reading this year in the, this year in the uk and they are gonna hit a uh, world tour and lots of dates in the usa next year which is uncommon for uh music that comes from japan especially that it's so japanese oriented um because they've hit this group of metal fans that i guess most of them very young but i guess they're kind of tired with all this regular metal coming from everything from everywhere and this is very stimulating and what happened is that um because of their antics <laughs> the the community online have become gigantic they have really the best fans out there either in japan or the us they have the best fans because they share every little bit of piece of information they are extremely huge on twitter and there's there's like millions of profiles that are dedicated to baby metal um and they are very devoted fans this is something you usually do not see in new bands coming in takes takes a while and and it's boys and girls together usually if you have a boy group like one direction so yeah all the girls going crazy and they they have great fans too but this is like a little bit of a phenomenon which i hope was going to explode in a good way um next year even bigger because it's something you have to keep an eye for sure they're teenagers and sure it's a little bit of a gimmick but it's kind of fresh if you talk about major music because the music is extreme you can't really listen to it like uh, as a contemporary or someone who likes normal i'm doing this <laughs> i'm doing this air thing quotes, with my air quotes with my fingers but uh it's gotten pretty big and they and they look kiss came out in the 1970s and everybody thought they were clowns Yeah, I mean it's it's hard it's, to commute compute it. Yeah, everybody thought that this is a circus. They are clowns. It's never going to work. Um they're just doing this gimmick with the makeup on their face and everything is extravagant and all the fireworks and all that. And they're saying same stuff about baby metal right now. And obviously and Kiss was also very inspired by Japanese uh culture. Yeah, of course. All of culture. all of all of the this is Jin Simmons work, the bass player. And the singer he was uh uh still is a very big on comics and uh, art from Japan so uh he the all of the makeup their superhero uh alternate ego that they've developed is all Japanese oriented it's all Japanese uh reference the demon that he has on his face Jin Simmons is very Asian looking yeah completely <clears throat> but now it's like the most popular face in America <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um so yeah this, they're saying the same stuff about baby metal today which is kind of nice I like it because if this goes well it's gonna blow up in their faces yeah I mean uh when I saw baby metal when you showed it to yeah. me yeah uh it really it, it at the beginning it, it's hard to compute you're like what am i looking at what is <laughs> yeah. happening where is this what yeah, is this yeah. from what planet is yeah. this 
And uh, then you hear the musicians, and you're like, "Whoa!" I mean, that drummer is keeping yeah, yeah, an insane beat. Yeah, yeah, uh, like speed and technicality. And then you look at them, and you're like, "How much energy do they have?" Yeah, I mean, they are jumping around, they are running around, they are singing, they are coordinating all these crazy stuffs, pyrotechnics. Yeah, and then and then it suddenly pans to the side, and they dance, and they dance. Yeah, like they dance like crazy, and 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 it's great. And then suddenly the camera pans to like to the crowd, and you're like, "What? That's the crowd for yeah. this?" I mean, the the amount of people that I that I saw in that video that you showed me, yeah. that's on YouTube, is Incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's big bands like you know Coldplay. Size. Yeah, yeah, they're like the biggest act in Japan right now. And then you know we said about the drummer and and the other musicians. It's true. And you have millions of very talented and fast virtuoso players in the metal world. That's yeah, like a thing to be. But usually, when you see a band that is uh, so extreme, they will stand in one place. The whole motive is going to be dark. Um, and the whole, whether it's black metal, death metal, extreme metal, whatever, it's, it's the tough guy thing. It's yeah. a guy thing. Most of the people in the crowd will be dudes. Yeah. Not girls. Well, because and, they um, like the, uh, aggressive energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good, but it's kind of, it's kind of getting old and baby metal really turned that around and this is something that we, I think we really needed in the metal world. Yeah, if we think, but if we think about Japanese culture in, in, in the music industry, especially if we talk about kawaii as yeah. natural kawaii, I noticed that all of these artists are basically um, crafted. Mm -hmm. Like there's some person in the background oh, that, yeah, of that course. crafted always, this. Always, yes. Uh, but mean, doesn't that make it feel kind of, uh, I don't know, you know, they, they're, they're sort they're, of fake. Yeah. Well, the Sex Pistols were crafted too. Yeah. They did true. not know to play any instruments, just uh, um, an idea this guy, Malcolm McLaren, had to make a boy group to promote his closing store. Yeah. So, um, and look what happened. So, um, I don't think it matters. I mean, and of course, all the boy bands that ever were successful are like that. Uh, <clears throat> Backstreet Boys, Boyzone, Five, One Direction, now all X Factor, all X Factor. Simon Cowell, of course, is like the master of, yeah. of crafting uh, boy or girl groups. But um, no, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter if you grew up together or some guy with a lot of money put you together as long as it's good yeah you say. who cares yeah and i have to say if we're already talking about promoting clothes and everything yeah. i like the other band better lady beard and what, oh, that, that's name? the band called lady baby lady baby yeah the, this band is another japanese they also do basically kawaii metal yeah it's and very similar to baby metal yeah the the songs yeah they the lyrics are a little more crazy yeah well the thing is first thing uh it's it's not three girls it's uh two girls yeah. and one insane insanely buff man that wears a girl's dress. With a, the name is Lady Beard, and he's a wrestler. He's like a pro wrestler. If you're into wrestling, I wasn't, but I read and now I know. Uh, if you're into pro wrestling, so you probably know this guy. He's an Australian wrestler, and he's been wrestling like a lot for a lot of years now, and he's very doing very but well. But when he wrestles, he wears the the girl's yeah, dress. Yeah, that's his uniform. Yeah. So so this band uh, was created under uh, a company that sells uh, costumes in mm -hmm. Japan. 
And uh, that's why their lyrics are so ridiculous because it's like uh, the food is delicious and yeah. uh, the and you can buy anything. Yeah, and it's come like, to Japan. Come to Japan. You can uh, buy food and cute stuff. Yeah, and they say it like in a very uh, like in a very non-coherent way. Yeah, <laughs> like the 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 singing is not the the words and paragraphs do not sync with the other ones no not at all <laughs> but uh they are just selling uh you know they started as a place to sell the costumes that mm -hmm. lady baby and the two girls are are wearing and uh and you know that's also a huge promotion yeah i wonder if if that was brought uh into fruition after baby metal or was it at the same probably time probably so yeah probably so after baby metal because i well i haven't checked but i can assume that are there is a lot of bands now that sound and look like baby metal yeah which is probably not so uh you um unusual in the japanese culture as you say because this is something that's been happening every time you see music from japan for us people from the from they do not live in japan uh or let's say asia uh it's always looks kind of weird but for them like it's an everyday thing that's how it works right yeah and it's cool it's very cool it's very stimulating for the eye and for the mind and you can get a lot of uh looking and listening to japanese music yeah i mean i am i'm really into japanese music yeah me too, me too. i i really like uh the japanese culture it's funny though because i mean that's also part of 2015 for me is a lot of Japanese music yeah. because I just I just discovered this world of uh, from UTEP right because yeah we have a lot of users coming in from Japan and um, they put their stuff into it yeah and and so I'll go through uh, some of the songs and I'll, I'll just fix like the naming of it or whatever and and while I go into these songs uh, I'll, I'll listen to them just mm -hmm. to see I mean I'll see a cool image or whatever and I find these amazing bands I find these stuff that you know okay, I don't understand the, the, lyrics. the lyrics. And I've never been a lyrics guy in any music. I always listen to the singer as, a, as another instrument. Mm -hmm. And whatever he's saying sometimes interests me later on, but the first time I listen to it, I'm never concentrating on that. So I found people like, uh, the one I have to recommend here is Shugo Takamuro. Shugo Takamuro. Shugo Takamuro. He is a, uh, a musician there that does... Um, I cannot say the the genre mm -hmm. of his music because it's very Japanese and not it's like rock folk but uh what's amazing is he has these you know a band of of they're like I think they're eight in the band and they're extremely serious uh they all play other than drums bass and guitar they all play kids instruments oh cool <laughs> but they <laughs> See, always cute stuff yeah always cute stuff coming yeah. from Japan But uh, what's funny is, you know, they, they, they look at it as if they're in an orchestra mm -hmm. because they're all very serious with these little kids' toys, you know, going tiki 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 <laughs> with this extremely serious Japanese face and doing it as exact as they can. And the first time I heard it live on like U on YouTube, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it because it sounded exactly like what I listened to in the recording. I was like, wow, that's spot on. I mean, it's, it's, I always thought that they, I, you know, when I listened to the album or the songs that I listened to, I was like, okay, well, they added all these little toy sounds and that's a little, you know, gimmick. But yeah. no, this is the band. This is how it works. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to listen to this after this podcast. Uh, I want to hear it now. Well, I think I showed you the... Yeah, you did. You did. And I enjoyed it. I, I, I remember it vaguely, but I want to look at it again. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting <laughs> thing also, you know, they make these amazing clips and I, you know, 
obviously, as you can hear in this podcast, we don't always talk only about the music, but we talk about the uh, persona that is yeah. created and the imagery that they're trying to produce and what they're trying to uh, sh- to show as who they are in bands. So like this band made this, this clip where they uh, basically made a stop motion uh, film of a lot of little tiny pieces of paper oh, that I are love one, motion. they're one in front of each other uh, in a stack. And what this creates is this weird animation where it's, it's, there's always like the, the path of stuff that already happened behind it. Oh, cool. And uh, it's this crazy song and it's an amazing uh, uh, clip. I cannot say the name because it's in Japanese. Japanese, yeah. And, and if you will try, you will probably <laughs> get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, well, you will get it wrong. I'll That's get it wrong yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder if if uh, if 2016 will bring more Japanese. If if baby metal if comes baby in metal through... is doing it, I hope so. We need that f- breath of fresh air. Yeah, coming into America and totally like, shaking stuff up. Yeah, we really need that. We really need that because look, if Japanese food has been popular <laughs> everywhere for centuries, so why not the music, man? Yeah, totally. <laughs> why not the music? So yeah, we that that could help out. I think that, so, yeah. that'd be great. I mean, even their uh, ancient instruments. I mean, we saw also in the magazine uh, from from all I saw this, but people playing uh, ancient uh, Japanese instruments and doing covers for like Metallica or stuff Oh yeah, like that. yeah, all, uh, lots of bells. Yeah. Lots of uh, vibraphones, and lots of stuff like that, yeah. They're just insanely talented and uh, even, I mean, it's just, m- they're great musicians. Yes. Uh, and uh, a whole different look at music, uh, which was very interesting. Yes. Uh, I think... Also in the office, another uh, song that we've been listening to a lot. Uh, Which one? Man, what was the name of that a song? A new song? No, I think it was an old song that we had stuck here for quite some time. Well, we do this a lot. We yeah. got stuck on a song and didn't play it for months, but, I but think what, which one are you talking about? What, uh, Usually it's because of me, because I'm <laughs> obsessive. When I like remember a song I like, or I, I hear it for the first time, probably not hearing it for the first time, but like, oh, this is a nice song like from 20, 30 years ago. I'll play it for a month and I'll only play that song. Yeah, I'll I, walk home from the office and I'll play it like 16 times <laughs> in my walk. I think, I think this year the song that i've heard in the office the most was africa by toto yeah i think that was the i think that was 2015 for you tab yeah yeah africa by toto is a great song but it's such a remarkable song um which uh was played by toto in the 1980s or it was late 70s no it's 80s yeah and um and you know that song was um unjustified uh, considered to be a racist song. Oh, really? Yeah. For If you look it up, this is uh, the first things you'll see on Google because their um, point was, which I can totally understand, um, is that, look, it's a song about Africa in the 80s and it's a happy song, right? Okay. It's a happy song. Um, I'm going to take the time to get away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men on Mars can ever do. I blast the rain down from, Af- from Africa. Uh, gonna take the time to do the things we never said, things we never had, all that. Like it's a it's a romantic, it's a romantic kind of a uplifting motivation song for you and your significant other, or just for yourself. Um, and the the main um, issue with that song was people were saying, 
look, it's a happy song about Africa in the 80s. There were no happy times in Africa in the 80s. <laughs> uh, which is understandable. I get that. But you have to remember, it's just a song. It's just, it's, it's just a song. Uh, and um, I'm absolutely sure. The guys from Toto um, are, well, from, I don't know them personally. I wish I did. <laughs> But the guy, the Porcaro family, which two of them are not alive anymore, unfortunately, are such great guys. The, these guys were, I, I've, I've, Jeff Porcaro was a wonderful drummer and Mike Porcaro was a fantastic bass player, which has died recently from ALS disease. And um, they're such great, cheerful, wonderful guys. So I, from what I know, I highly doubt that there is any offensive or racist issue in that song. But... Uh, People say things, and I get it. I respect that. What made you, because obviously, like we said, he's the one that makes all of us listen to a specific song of 2000, for 2015. <laughs> What made you play that one for this year? Well, like this whole I've year, been, from I've the been, beginning. I've been playing this song my entire life. It comes back in circles all, since I was a teenager, probably since I was 15. Look, the drums are incredible. Jeff Percaro is, he played drums for Toto because it was a family band. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, he was the number one session drummer in the 80s. He played for Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and, and everybody. Yeah, they were all session drummers. Uh, uh, session players. drummers. Yeah. Session players. Yeah, but Jeff Percaro is was... I think like a high up from the other brothers. Mm. Um, and he was, his father, by the way, uh, was, still is, he's alive, uh, a jazz musician, also a drummer called Joe Percaro, uh, which played with a lot of jazz major artists back in the 50s and 60s. Um, and look, the drums are incredible. Jeff Percaro is a wonderful drummer. His technique is so dynamic and he plays the drums. And that riff, With played with the keys, and the melody. This is what I'm talking about earlier. Like you have to look for a melody that goes straight through your heart, and that is Africa by Toto. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we played that a lot. <laughs> I'm probably gonna keep playing it. Maybe today even. <laughs> Uh, so anything else uh, you'd like to talk about in 2015? 2015. Um, well, I think we, we, did we Kendrick? We did. We talked about Kendrick we Lamar. We did talk about Kendrick which, Lamar. Which, of course, well, if we have to sum, I guess we have to talk about Adele. Well, yeah. okay, we don't have to talk about Adele. People <laughs> will say that some will, that we have to talk about Adele, but no. Adele is doing very well. <laughs> yeah. I can sum up that in that one sentence. Uh, Adele is doing very well, and she obviously going to continue doing very well Ugh, with her next album geez. or whatever. Um, Unstoppable. love her. I mean, this is, the, I haven't seen this love to... Uh, an artist, I think since like Michael Jackson or Madonna or something like that, people love her uh, like deep emotionally. It's not like Beyonce that, you know, they love their whole bit and her dancing and yeah, she's a queen, flawless, whatever, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> People's love for Adele is like deep, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, oh man, I'm playing this song and I want to cry. And and it, people made fun of it in Saturday Night Live and all kinds of other programs too, but it's 
deep it's like they buy the record and they go home and they play it and they cry to the songs because <laughs> it's so deep and Adele is like a little bit of a, she's not a she's not the stereotype of a well pop yeah musician. they can relate to her that's the biggest yeah, thing yeah because she is not what is considered sexy in pop culture um well she's a beautiful woman but she's overweight so we can say that it's okay so they that makes people i think even connect to her even better because they see something that is not what's in their faces all the time like beyonce and j-lo and all that this is something different um she doesn't cater to the needs of the pop industry but she has wonderful producers and people helping her with her songs that do it perfectly and she has a great voice she can get Like, oh man her gain is crazy yeah really really crazy um but yeah people love her and probably justifiably so you know she, yeah she, 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 she's doing it what she does very very well so uh regarding 2015 yeah a uh, little sad moment but oh okay people that uh left this world this year oh my god yeah this was a little bit of a hard moment hard moments Ooh. Besides the person I'm thinking about, which was just recently, but who are you thinking about? Well, first you start here. Let's let's talk about the people that left us this year and that will not continue to. Well, a few weeks ago, Mr. Scott Wayland has passed, um, which uh, was the singer for Stone Temple Pilots and later Velvet Revolver, and was a drug addict for most of his adult life, on and off, um, and suffered from a few states of uh, mental health and depression and um that news that came a few weeks ago when i first heard it i woke up and and saw the saw the news on my phone and it was sad a lot of sadness came into me because i've been a stone temple pilot fan since i was like 13 and uh, i love scott Wayland and i love his songwriting and all the songs i loved velvet revolver too but Stone Temple Pilots was really a great band and his pain and his struggle with though that hard life I cannot even begin to imagine. And he died uh, young, right? 48 years old, yeah. Ugh. And and his heart stopped beating. So um which was the same case with uh, Jim Morrison. But 20 years before that in relatively age because after suffering from all that and using all those drugs all his life so the body can't take it anymore probably i don't know it's going to be an autopsy i don't even want to read all that that's gossip to me but um but it was a very sad moment which i and i guess millions of other fans are still with it with the, this film yeah i mean for, it's for it's also it also happened lately yeah which is uh yeah i don't know yeah. I, i for me i didn't know him that much I only was introduced to his uh to Stone Temple Pilots by your article again. Mm. Uh I knew Velvet Revolver, I really didn't care for them. Mm -hmm. Uh but Well, they're not a great band, but it had a few good songs. But yeah, it's it's always it's always sad to see someone that uh that goes away in in an age like that where yeah. he could have done so much more still in that age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not the end, especially for rock musicians. Yeah, of course. Uh it's it's they still have a lot of time and they and they can even do stuff uh beyond just doing the music in uh, most situations. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a lot to do. Uh but who are you thinking about? Well, 
BB King. Oh man, that was sad. Yeah, that, that was very sad. That that guy. It was like the beginning of this year, beginning of two thousand fifteen. Yep, that yeah. that guy. I uh, I thought would never die. I <laughs> thought he was a uh, he was eternal, and that he would always be a guy in a chair with, with just sitting guitar. with his guitar. And I mean, I, I I forgot about it. I really forgot about it, and not because uh, I don't you know think I like him or mm -hmm. think about him or. Uh, care about his music it's like for me it's like no he can't be dead he yeah. lives forever he's that kind of guy that you know he's yeah. gonna be sitting and play his guitar forever forever yeah so yeah that's yeah that was sad news BB was playing great guitar until 80 something years old and sitting in major concerts and playing that blues and riffs yeah and, he and, is uh, iconic iconic yeah really he's is. like an icon it really is yeah and uh it, it and we are lucky that we got to experience this man in his life because you know most of the uh early blues musicians have passed <clears throat> a long time ago yeah no and uh, he was like that were playing guitar in the 50s right um and he kept on doing it. Yeah, he's and original. He, he's one of the originals. Yeah, yeah That's he's what's... one of the original, like the same. And it's funny, you, we were talking about autobiographies in, in the last podcast and Eric Clapton, which played with BB, recorded an album with it and he's like his idol. Like in, in the last, I'm spoiling here uh, once more, but like at the, the very end of his biography, he, when he talks, when he sums up his life in music and blues music, like he puts it all on BB. He says, he says, this all drawns into B.B. King's influence. And that's crazy because that's Eric Clapton. He did some stuff in his life. Yeah. Right? So yeah, he was the mentor for not only like millions of fans out there, but all of the genre as we know it today was hanging on his shoulders because he was like the last survivor that, came from that area and still rocking it yeah i know I, yeah i think like what stevie ray vaughn is he still doing any blues well stevie ray vaughn died a long time ago oh, yeah yeah i didn't even know that yeah. <laughs> but i mean for me oh man bad yeah. it's my my bad it's okay sorry. it's okay yeah but yeah no no blues musicians huh yeah no not a lot there, well there's this one guy who now pretty much controls uh everything no i say this like <laughs> i say this like it's a bad thing but it's not uh called joe bonamassa uh which is uh I don't know him at all yeah an american guitarist um which is pretty much bringing blues back into its mainstream uh performance and he's going all over the world great great guitarist um and he's uh you should check him out he he plays electric guitar of course and he's he's very well white guy not a black guy and uh and just check him out joe bonamassa is he's like the new of he's like the new voice of blues i guess for this day and also there's a few people who uh, dangle around with blues you know people like john mayer yeah and, and stuff like that they're not blues musicians it's not but, uh, yeah that yeah. deep blues yeah uh yeah yeah i hope i hope uh, i hope <laughs> we find more of those because those guys are are unique unique yeah there. absolutely but it's it's not easy to i mean it's not easy to be in that position that you play that kind of music because really needs to be well you have from to the be, soul well, basically. you have to be an amazing guitarist first of all yeah and then after that you have to have like a real soul when you touch the strings yeah and play and play with the pick and everything so it's yeah it's like one in a generation or maybe two yeah who gets that lucky and uh so now that they went yeah 
the future? The future is... <laughs> uh, the future is... Well, it's going to be good. I mean, music keeps coming, which is a good thing. And um, I hope... Listen, we said this before, but I hope Japan is going to like rip some stuff up here yeah this in 2016 i hope so i think i think the 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 only guy i can think of that uh is in the pop culture now that i i really am interested in his future is uh the weekend oh yeah the hipster r&b guy well i i didn't like him i didn't like him this whole year well I don't like his music. I, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to, uh, I listen to, uh, I finally like really listen to, I can't feel my face. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I suddenly heard like Michael Jackson funky vibe to mm-hmm. it. And I was like, man, if he really takes that on and really like, you know, takes the, uh, jazzy sound from Kendrick Lamar and that, you know, uh, voice and uh, attitude that he does in I Can't Feel My Face, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jackson-y kind of thing. and really goes with that and doesn't do the moody R&B that yeah. we know. It's kind uh, of a dark R&B. But I, I don't like that, but if he they're does... They're actually calling it hipster R&B, I, which, is, which is kind of funny because when hipsters usually did not like R&B all these years, but now they have a guy like The Weeknd that they can relate to. And I, I can't stand, I, I, I don't like that, but yeah. <laughs> I do I do think he has something in that specific song after listening to it, like, because I always listen to it in the background and I was like, oh, well, it's a dance kind of song. Yeah. But then I was like, wow, he has those little, woo, kind of moments and, and a really groovy beat um, that, you know, I, I, wish, I wish we'll be able to hear more of that from him. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I hope so too. And hope maybe so he too. gets a haircut. He's, uh, well, Without a doubt, he's doing something that's a little different than everybody else. Yeah, and he's in the mainstream, which is also yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, which is also interesting because it's, it's happening. So yeah, I hope so too, man. And any tour you're hoping for next, uh, tour. next year? Well, yes. I'm really, well, this is old news, right? And old from the grave news. But I'm really hoping this Guns N' Roses tour will come about. Because usually when there's big rumors like this, uh, it usually, it's it's gonna be done. Yeah, and um, they're talking about. So a few months ago, uh, Slash, the guitarist, said to a Swedish TV network that uh, Axl Rose and him are friends again. He 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 wasn't so forward like saying we we're friends and buddies, but he said, yeah, we're talking again and we're mm. over the hatch and which was very surprising to guns and roses fans like me because these two guys have been enemies like sworn enemies for the past 20 years yeah and when the original band broke up um and they you know they diss each other and, and their autobiographies and and magazines and everything so this was very surprising and the minute after that happened so rumors starting to come up uh that the original guns and roses um, reunite, as they reunite, say. Reunite, and I don't know for a tour or for a couple of shows. Probably with um, Matt Sorum on drums, which was the, the band's second drummer, and also played for Velvet Revolver, and not uh, Steven Adler, which is also battling lots of addictions in his life and um, really can't play the drums like he did uh, and and uh, in the years uh, before. But however, it's going to be. I'm really waiting to see if this is going to happen because it's going to be pretty crazy. 
I have one. Yeah. And I, I think it already started. I'm not really sure though. Uh, Guter Demerang. Oh, uh, no. Gata Demerang. Gata Demerang. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. That. Oh, yeah, I want to see that too. I want to see. see the movie. I want to see I, the movie. Yeah. yeah I want to see either the movie or anything. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's a, uh, it's the, the name of it, but it's the loudest uh, silent film. That's what they call it. This, the, this is the slogan. Yeah, the loudest silent film in the world. Yeah, yeah. The, the loudest silent film in the world. That's that's the slogan. Uh, they have uh, tons of uh, rock guests playing yeah, well, in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you can name all of them. I it's, don't a, it's a project that is led by Henry Rollins and a Iggy Pop, which is very them, especially yeah. Rollins. Totally. Um, and what they did is they just brought up. Um, all of their friends, which is uh, Tom Mariah from Slayer and Jesse Uses from Eagles of Death Metal and uh, Grace Jones. And um, uh, who else is in there? I can't even remember. Oh, that uh, uh, Volbeat and that group Justice. Yeah. And um, I can't remember who else is I, in there. They also have Eagles of Death Metal guys. Yeah, Jesse Hughes. Jesse, Jesse Hughes, but also, uh, what's his name? His friend. Wow. They have a lot there. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna check it okay, out. Okay, Google it. For, I'm gonna and what they do is they I can't remember the name of the director, but you Google it and tell me right now. Yeah, and they are making a silent film, and uh, all of these musicians are gonna uh, star in this in this film, uh, but which is silent. They're not gonna open their mouth. Is silent like, and black and white. And black and white, yeah. And they're also gonna create the soundtrack for the film. Uh, which will come out as an album and as a touring band, but I don't think the touring band will include all of these guys. I think uh, no? I, I think I think they're gonna um, like make a different band and maybe gonna they're gonna be like special guests and um, but uh, but yeah, it's really 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 nice project. Uh, totally and, cool. And interesting. It's, it's, it's very, very unique. And you know, even if you don't go to the concert, see the movie. Yeah. So yeah. here's the list. You said most of them actually. It's Grace Jones, Henry Rollins, Iggy Pop, Jesse Hughes, Lemmy. Oh, yeah, Lemmy from Motorhead, of course. Volbeat. Volbeat. Tom Oriah. Tom Oriah is a singer from Slayer, yeah. Mark Lanigan. Mark Lanigan, which, Lanigan. Is, also, which is also their friend and their guy from their entourage. Slash. Oh, yeah, Slash is in there. He, I didn't, I he, didn't know he, that. He was, he was the last <laughs> one. I think he was the last one. They, uh, what they did is they opened up a website and each week they exposed a new member of this project. And I think Slash was the last one. Yeah, they, they it looks like he was the last one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Justice, like you said, Joshua Holm. Oh, Josh Homie, yeah, which the singer for uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Nina Hogan. Nina Hogan. Who is she? Was, she was a great... Uh, well, she still is Nina Hagen, which is Hagen, Hagen is her name. Which uh, the font on the website's kind of weird. So. Well, you know this song, "99 Luft." Oh, really? Yeah, this is what? her, man. Um, That's crazy. Uh, and she was like very big in the '80s, and she still performs and, and tours everywhere. And uh, yeah, yeah, she's friends of, with them, with Iggy and Henry and uh, and Grace Jones and all these guys. And they did great images of each one. I the mean, promo shots are wonderful. Oh. Go to, just Google Gutter Demerang, or if you don't know how to Google it, just write Iggy Pop film or Henry Rollins film and you'll get it. Yeah. And what, look at the promo images are so spooky and are very, very cool. Yeah it's, yeah. it's super cool. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, 
we'll keep on uh, listening to this show uh, next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to go listen to some music right now. Well, we're talking about music all the time, so I, <laughs> I really need to play it now. I hope the people that are listening will do the same. Uh, but yeah, 2016 looks kind of good. I hope it will bring lots of surprises into our way. Yep. Yeah. All right, so this has been another uh, podcast of uh, UTAB Music. Um, you can find us everywhere. UTAB.com is what we do. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get us, talk to us, tell us what you think. And uh, send us suggestions uh, right here in the comments or anywhere you'd like. Um, and we're going to see you all in a week or two. Right? Yep. Right. So... <laughs> My name is Or. This has been Tomai. Thank you, Tomai. Thank you. Thank you. And keep listening to music. Yalla, bye. Yalla, bye.